I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Welcome into episode eight of Blue Jays Nation Radio. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. He is Cameron Lewis. And boy, this podcast would have been a lot more fun to do if the first game was actually the second game and the second game was the first game. Was, was that the first time you've ever referred to me as Cameron? Did I call you Cameron Lewis? You called me Cameron Lewis. That was very fatherly of you. That's, a, that's, um, that's quite the, the shift in our relationship, I think. I'm trying to think where you are like known as Cameron Lewis on Twitter. It's cam, but I think on our email system, you're yeah, Cameron I'm, Lewis. I'm Cameron at the nation network.com on email yeah. and I'm Cameron Lewis on Facebook. I don't really use Facebook. Uh, cam Lewis on Twitter. Yeah. Cam Lewis on Instagram as well. Mostly and, known by cam and Cameron Lewis on just episode eight of blue Jays nation. Sure. Radio. We can, you can, you can use the full name from now on. Why not? I'll just start mixing sounds, them up all the time. It's more professional. It's exciting. Maybe even get like the middle names in there and everything. And then, Oof. That's exciting. I got to, I, one, I have such a long last name that like the middle name wouldn't work. Like, I feel like then like, cause my middle name's Ron. So then you're going Tyler, Ron, your M Chuck. And that is Wait, just, just Ron. Yeah. Just Not Ron. Ronald. Nope. Just Ron. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Right there. Right. Ronnie boy. That's well, that's a mouthful to like get all three of those in there. But it, since you have a short last name, I feel like the middle name could work. You should go just as like Tyler, Ron, like a hyphen, like a hyphenated first name. I should go as Cam just Ron and Ron, Tyler like Ron. Ichiro. Let's do it. You like that? Cameron, Tyler Ron. <laughs> All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, l- let's dig into yep. things here before we get to three up, three down. Uh, that series, the split, we said that should have been the goal. We both kind of agreed that we'd be happy with a split, um, but that was not the way I expected the split to go. I expected the reverse of that. Yeah, that's exactly what the, the both of us were kind of thinking that coming in. It was like, okay, Max Scherzer's pitching scheduled loss. And then Vlad Jr. did what Vlad Jr. did, which was kick the shit out of Max Scherzer to result in him allowing more runs in five innings in that game than he had allowed in four starts this season. And they come out in the second game with a favorable pitching matchup with Steve Matz, who's been unbeatable this year, going up against Eric Betty, who looked bad. I think that's who that was. He was bad, and they couldn't get anything going, and then they lost, and it was a real wind out of the sails like you had that huge game against scherzer and springer gets activated everyone's happy and then they get just dismantled in the second game but at the end of the day the result one and one is exactly what we expected so big picture not the end of the world 
Uh, let's get into three up, three down, brought to you by Twig and Berries. You can find them online, twigandberries.ca. They got that new good-looking website, and they got the promo code NATION15 that saves you 15% off. Also, free shipping in Canada on orders over $75. Uh, let's start with the downs. And the first one here, Stephen Matz, like, he gave up a lot of runs, obviously, but it was a lot of ground balls through the infield and a lucky blue pit and... There's a strike that should have been strike three. It's a walk and then a blue pit, then a home run, then the game's out of reach. Like to me, that just felt like a shitload of bad luck, which happens sometimes like against Tampa Bay. Vlad had a ground ball that went through the infield. It ended up being a four run inning against Tyler glass. Now, right. If that ground ball is five feet over the Jays might not score a run that entire game off Tyler glass. Now. And you look at the at last night against Washington and it's sort of the same thing to me. Like, man, a lot of ground balls that if they were two feet one way or two feet, the other way, the J like Steven Matz could have had a really good outing. Yeah. Steven Matz. There's, there's, I mean, we put him in the down category, not because he was bad, but it's more just, it was unfortunate to see that happen to him. I think he's had an unbelievably good season. I don't think he pitched poorly at all on Wednesday. Really. He wasn't at his best, but you know, like you said, it was, he got Babbitt to death. There was a whole bunch. I've got his uh, stat cast page open here. There's, you know, 66.1 mile per hour single, like, uh, even, even, even the ones where he was getting hit hard, it wasn't that hard. There was the one by Starlin Castro, 108 miles an hour, but otherwise it's not like he was getting drilled at all. It was, you know, one of the most unlucky starts I've seen in quite some time. So I'm, I'm not going to worry about Matt's at all. Our second down Hunjin Ryu, they came out and said, Oh, he's day to day. It's not a big deal. I even saw a report at one point that he wasn't going to miss a start and now it's oh, okay. He's going to miss one start and he's Uh-oh. on the IL. Uh, is this going to go the same way as it went with Ray and Pearson and Springer and all of that? Well, that's the worry, right? Is uh, we've gotten to a point now in 2021 based on the injuries we've seen that it's kind of hard to trust. Yeah. Take it at face value. When the blue Jays say someone's injury is not bad. Like Jonah Byron bomb yesterday had a really good tweet. He said the blue Jays didn't expect Pearson to miss too much time with his groin. Ray was supposed to miss one spring start. Springer allegedly had a chance to play on opening day. I'll believe Ryu's injury is actually no big deal when he's activated next week. And I mean, that's pretty much exactly where I'm at. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Ryu's going to be off the injured list right as the 10 days are done. He's only going to miss one start. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel comfortable about this until I see him on the mound making his next start because just what we've already seen this year. Like this could, this could very easily quickly spiral into him missing a month. Everything is just so vague, right? They're always like, ah, like, you know, Springer, there is a chance he is prepared for the first game of the season. Okay. The question was, is he going to be ready for opening day? Well, and then they go off on like some yeah, weird, all, like they like spin everything very vague. positive corporate talk type yeah. thing where, you know, everything's good energy and good vibes. And that's the thing talking to like Charlie Montoya and Ross Atkins are both like wizards at that kind of talk. So it's like, yeah, you feel good after the interview, but then you're like, wait a minute. Like, what was I actually just told? Like, is this yeah. accurate? Like, what, what does this mean? And I mean, I guess, Listen, professional sports teams lie about injuries all the time, so it's nothing new, but it's still going in the down category because I'd love for them to come out and say, hey, this is what's wrong with Ryu. He's going to need about a week and then he'll start throwing and we'll go from there rather than them being like, yeah, uh, hmm, well, likely one start. I don't know. Uh, Our last down. And uh, I wonder how many more times this guy can appear in the down category, but it's Rowdy Telez once again. 
yeah, a literal down this time because he has been optioned to the alternate training yeah. site. And I'm actually interested, given the fact the minor leagues are right around the corner. Um, is he going to be going to Atriple A Buffalo? Or, where are they playing? Triple A Buffalo, Trenton, Trenton. Yeah, I think yeah, that's so. Yeah. Going is he going to be joining the team to do that, or is he just going to be vibing at the old site, like swinging at balls and doing this and that and doing I don't know whatever high tech shit they have a knee deep pool or something cool like that. <laughs> he's swinging bats in a pool. Yeah, he's in and like that's a, what saves the season. Some like hyperbolic time chamber like in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> It's uh, that, so. the alternate site would be such a weird place to be like just everything goes on there. Anyways, uh, Rowdy Telez is our third down because he has been sent down. Uh, let's get to the ups here in three up, three down. The first one is Vladimir Guerrero's grand slam off Max Scherzer. It was like one of those that's those moments are why you love baseball, right? Like bases loaded this old grizzled Cy Young winner who's been around for a million years going up against the fresh faced potential superstar and the potential superstar crushes a grand slam off of him. That was just, it was unbelievable. I let out like an audible yell when it happened. Yeah, me too. You, you, it was one of those ones where you could see it coming. I thought as soon as Vlad stepped up to the plate, like, I don't want to sit here and pretend like I'm some kind of fucking Nostradamus, but like (laughs) it was, um, it was one of those ones where you could just feel it. It was kind of like, I, somebody tweeted, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, I remember back in like Jose Bautista's prime, like when there was a pitcher on the mound that was scuffling a bit and they weren't really hitting their spots. That's what happened with Scherzer, right? As he was walked a couple of guys, he was kind of all over the zone, didn't have his best right there. And you knew when someone's pitching like that, that Jose was going to come and make him pay. And I had that feeling with Vlad too. Vlad was going to come up and just fucking drill a ball. I don't know if he was going to drill it into the, into the space like that, or if he was going to drill it right at a guy or on the ground, but you knew he was going to come up and just drill a ball. It, it almost feels like a, a good hitter can come up to, at, to an at-bat in a situation like that and go, all right, I think this guy's going to miss a pitch somewhere. But the great hitters can walk up and go, I know exactly where he's going to miss, and I am going to crush that ball when it comes. And that's exactly what happened there. Scherzer threw something that hung a little in the strike zone, and Vlad sent it into a fucking elementary school backyard. <laughs> like, unbelievable. Um, yeah, like that's... We're a month into things here, like 20 some odd games. That's going down as one of like a top, probably a top five moment easily, probably a top three moment in the whole season. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That was, um, that the, the game in general, like, I don't know, like that, like how, how, um, how many games we're going to get that are better than that. Like that yeah. was such a, that was a blast. Uh, credit to the Blue Jays social media team as well because so they posted good. out some sick content. Like that oh, one video of Vlad rounding the whole bases was so yeah. good. And then the, the next day post they came up with as well with it kind of behind the scenes there. He's talking about it. That's a, just, just great content. Unbelievable work from the social team. Our second up is uh, the second home run <laughs> that Vladimir Guerrero hit to a different part of the park. Um, you know, not a grand slam, but still incredibly impressive because now I believe Max Scherzer is the only player in, uh, in Major League history to give up two home runs to Vlad Sr. and Vlad Jr. This is true. And it also takes us back to... 2015 when Kevin Pillar went deep off of Max Scherzer twice in what was the TSN turning point of the 2015 season. Yeah. But unfortunately the Blue Jays did not begin a 10 game winning streak as we expected them to, like they did in 2015, they lost the next game, but alas, we're doing the positive. So we'll, we'll, we'll stick it positive. Cool and to our see. cool to see, cool to see <laughs> Very cool. senior and junior. Very cool. Very cool stuff. 
our third up, as you can guess where this is going, the <laughs> third home run that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit. Um, you have a note in here. The accomplishment made Guerrero the youngest player with three home runs and seven RBIs in a game. And yes. stat. That's incredible. Yep. His uh, three homers made him just the 18th player in Blue Jays history to do that in one game. Third inning Grand Slam, youngest player in team history to have three Grand Slam. Sorry, this stat's confusing. I don't understand. He's the youngest player in team history uh, with with three Grand Slams. Right, right, right. I got you. Okay. And the eighth youngest in MLB history to reach three Grand Slams. His seven RBIs were also a career high. So uh, that night was... Again, we've been talking throughout the month here as we recap every series on Blue Jays Nation Radio. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That this feels like Vlad is arriving. This is the guy we were promised all along. And that it, the night, the three home runs almost felt like that being cemented. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's no longer just two guys on a podcast buzzing about if Vlad has arrived and if this is what we've been waiting for. It's like him dropping the hammer and going, no, I'm fucking here, baby. Let's go. Now the interesting question is, is um, so Jason Stark tweeted out, um, I don't know where Vlad Jr.'s career is headed, but he just did something his Hall of Fame father never did, just have a three home run game. I've done all the research on this, and there has never been a Hall of Famer whose son had a better career than he did. But stay tuned. I saw in the replies to that tweet, a bunch of people being like, uh, Ken Griffey, uh, Barry Bonds, but he's saying a yeah. Hall of Famer whose son has a better career than right. he does. Um, that's Ken, Ken Griffey senior is not a hall of famer, nor is Bobby Bonds. Yeah. So we're talking about the juniors here and will junior Vlad be better than Vlad senior, which is entirely possible. Let's, uh, but let's just hope that if um, Vlad does go on to have a better career, that it's not with the Los Angeles angels and it's exclusively with the Toronto blue Jays. I saw someone reply to that tweet and like tag Vladdy Jr. or whatever and be like, just come to come to SoCal and do it here again. And I was like, shut your fucking mouth. I swear to God. Yeah. And then uh, and then he also has the the late career stops in Texas and Baltimore, too. Yeah, that's that's the Vladdy senior. I remember. Yeah, the, the Vlad senior you remember is when he was a Baltimore Oriole. No, the Vlad senior that I remember was in 2012 when he signed with the Blue Jays and played in their AAA team. And we all thought that he was going to yeah. be the answer. This was back in the era when they were signing like Johan Santana and <laughs> like random I, good mid 2000s players. I remember the Johan Santana move. Look at um, these numbers that Vlad Sr. put up for the Jays. He played 12 games in uh, single A and triple A and put up a 1.043 OPS in those 12 games and then stopped playing. And then they signed his son shortly after that. For. For a dude who was like a lock for the Hall of Fame, that guy really didn't want to let the dream die, hey? He was clinging to every last inch of baseball that he had. I wonder if he could come and be on the team now. That'd be sick. They should bring him out of retirement. Vlad Sr., Vlad Jr. would be pretty cool, honestly. Uh, Since we did all three up, three down, brought to you by Twig and Berries, twigandberries.ca, good Canadian company, everyday clothing for the everyday caveman. Promo codes Nation 15. Uh, some other just quick notes to, to mention about that. Um, the Springer debut, obviously incredibly exciting. I was walking on cloud nine all day. I was so excited. Like even just watching him take at bats was still exciting for me, even though he went over. Um, but what do you think of the debut? I thought his first three at bats, I all thought they were actually pretty 
good. Like he hit the ball fairly hard. Like it, it each one, when it went off the bat, I, at first I was like, Oh, there you go. Oh, right at yeah. whoever. Well, the first one especially looked like yeah. it was going to be a line drive double to the wall. So that was unfortunate because that would have been a pretty cool way to start things off. But I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, you know, we're a month into the season. He's a bit behind pitchers are more warmed up than the batters are. It's a difficult spot to jump into. I'm not all too concerned. It was like we said, like the whole game two after what happened in game one, was extremely limp dick based on what we expect. You know, they yeah. carry the Vlad momentum beating Scherzer plus the Springer activation to the second game. And it's just, eh. but I don't know. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll improve as time goes along. It'll probably just take Springer a minute to warm up. Not a big deal. Uh, something I wanted to include in the ups as well, if it wasn't for Vlad hitting three home runs. Um, I actually thought Bo Bichette had a pretty good series at shortstop. Um, he made some really sharp plays in the second game as well. He made that one great play on his backhand and then popping up to make the throw. Um, it's something we have talked about a lot here, and I'm, I'm really hoping that we can continue to, after every series, have more of the, you know, hey, Bo Bichette made two or three nice defensive plays instead of, ah, holy shit, he jumbled another ball and fucked up a double play again. Yeah, it'd be really nice if this just became a thing we didn't have to talk about at all. It'd yeah. be nice if it was just, he was solidified at shortstop. We just accepted it. It is what it is, and he's... He's good because it's 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 just becoming kind of like a frustrating narrative and talking point to pay attention to all the time. It's like all like just an absolute microscope on the guy making like throws and it's like it's a throw that's in the dirt and it wasn't perfect. And everyone's like, ah, fuck, like he has to play second base now, like change everything like this, that. And it's like, oh, my God, like relax, like it's April, like give the guy, <laughs> give the guy. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 I shouldn't be like preaching because I was skeptical, too, as to whether he even is a long term shortstop. But I mean, it's, it's just becoming kind of a bit much to obsess over. Yeah, I, I agree with you a little bit on that. And hopefully we don't have to spend too much more time on it. Uh, we got some prospect news around the Jays. So let's dig into that before we get set up for the next series against Atlanta. Uh, let's, I, I think let's work from the top down here. So the big news, Alec Mano is going up to AAA. That's exciting for a handful yes. of reasons because... Well, the big one is he the next level to jump up if he does well at AAA is coming to the major league team. And at the beginning of the year, I think it was episode one, you told me to give a hotter take than my Bo Bichette will get MVP votes. And my hotter take was Alec Manoa will make a start for the Blue Jays this season. You said yeah. I was crazy. You no, still think I didn't I'm say crazy. You were crazy. I said that I could see him in a relief role, not as a starter. I well, do you, am wow. I still crazy for thinking he could make a start? No, I'm not not at all. Now that we've now that he's starting fucking AAA, he made the jump from rookie league Vancouver to AAA, <laughs> which is insane. It's pretty cool. It's a testament, I guess, to what he showed this year in spring training and how good he was last summer at the alternate training site, which unfortunately we don't really know a hell of a lot about. But I mean, he did enough there in that situation to prove that he's you know advanced enough. And to be fair, like Manoa's older now than both Aaron Sanchez and Roberto, Roberto Osuna were in 2015 when they were playing key roles for the Blue Jays. So why the fuck not? Like, <laughs> he, you know, he was a three-year college pitcher. Like, he can rip up the, the, the minor leagues quickly and make a difference on the team. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Uh, last season or the last time there was a minor league season, he played six games with uh, Vancouver in, in A-ball. So, uh, yeah, quite the jump up. For Alec Manoa, he's clearly got the stuff. He was creating a buzz in AAA. Uh, for people who maybe aren't big on the Jays system, Coom, can you give us like a, a report on like what what is Alec Manoa? What kind of pitcher is Alec Manoa? 
Well, he was their first round pick in the 2019 draft. And since they've made that pick, I think when the pick was made, it was a little bit off the board. You know how the major league baseball draft is. Most yeah. picks are off the board. It's kind of a crapshoot, but there was, he wasn't expected to go that high. But since they made that draft pick, there's been talk that he is arguably the best pitcher from that draft. And as I said, he had some apparently wildly impressive um, stuff going on at the alt site. We don't really know what that means. It's pretty vague, but take it for what it's worth. And then as we all saw this year in spring training, he was fantastic. So the thing with Manoa is he's they're probably their second best pitching prospect behind Nate Pearson at this point. I don't know if he's, I know people have soured on Pearson a bit because of the injuries, but I'm not sure if he has quite the same upside as Pearson, but Manoa has the, probably the upside of a number a, a good number two starter. And I, I, and I think that's kind of um, what we all hope, but there was talk when he was first drafted that he might end up long-term better in a relief role as a closer, but the hope is number two, number three starter sooner rather than later. The hope would be if you look at Pearson as a guy with ACE potential, Manoa as yeah. a guy with number two potential, that they could, you know, maybe in five years be your one and two, but in the more recent future, slot in right behind Hunjin Ryu, right? And yeah. that could be like, you know, Manoa would be your three, Pearson's yeah. your two, with Ryu still being your ace. That's um, that would probably be the hope. That's what you're hoping for probably in 2022 is Ryu, Pearson, Manoa, and then maybe a Ray or a Mads, and then maybe like a Woods Richardson kind of thing. Speaking of Woods Richardson, uh, both he and Jordan Groshans are going down to double A. Uh, so one slot lower than Manoa, but for both those guys, no major league dreams this year, but the plan would be have a good year in double A. Maybe they each even get a quick look at triple A by the end of the year. I don't think that's asking too much. And then no. maybe at some point next year, we're having the same Manoa conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually a little bit surprised that Woods Richardson's only in Double A, given that he was so uh, so advanced earlier on. Woods Richardson um, put together one of the best uh, single A seasons for I think it was a 20 year old since Justin Verlander. Wow! And I just kind of thought that he was going to rock it up. I kind of figured he might be in Triple A this year, but whatever. Fair enough. Groshans uh, is a bit of a is a bit of a conundrum because he hasn't played a game since May of 2019. He uh, had that season-ending injury uh, just about 25 games into his season with Lansing that year, and then now he's skipped a need and he's up to double-A. That makes sense. So he is where he is. I could see Woods Richardson getting a call up to the Blue Jays in September, perhaps, but I don't see that happening with Groshans at all. There's, uh, he's he just, he's yeah. just missed so much time, and he needs so many reps. Jordan Groshans, they got in the first round 12th overall back in 2018 um, and for Woods Richardson, they acquired him in the uh, Stroman deal, correct? Correct. Man, that deal. I mean, Mark Stroman fan favorite and all that, but that deal looks, uh, looks pretty good when you get a guy like, yeah, when you get Simeon Woods Richardson back in that deal, looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the last note we have here from the prospects is we don't know where Austin Martin is. Yeah, we have, uh, we have no clue yet where Martin is. I think based on the fact that they're starting to name guys to the triple and double A team that, and if they haven't named Martin yet, then he's probably going to single A, which would be Vancouver, okay. who are playing in Oregon. That's just my guess. But yeah, he's a really difficult one to place because obviously Martin doesn't have a single at bat at the pro level, but he has, you know, three seasons of playing for Vanderbilt and their baseball factory in the SEC. And it's about as close to pro ball as you get not playing pro ball. 
playing for that organization. So, I mean, the, Jim Bowden at the athletic the other day did a hot prospects to watch thing. And he said that he has, has an expectation or a thought that there's a chance that Martin starts as the blue Jays second baseman in 2022. So, I mean, he's somebody that could rip, rip all the way up the, the minor leagues this year. I, 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 I had thought that it was going to be double a worried start, but now based on what we've seen, I'm guessing single a, but still he could, he could rip up really fast. Like who knows really. Yeah, it'd be, that's another guy like Groshans as well. It'd be interesting to watch like it is with every prospect, I guess. I'm not exactly saying anything too fucking insightful, but like <laughs> it will be interesting to watch how quickly they can move up the ladder here. And for for the short term right now, Manoa is the name to keep an eye yeah, on because he could have a major league impact sooner rather than knocking later. on the door. It's right there. He absolutely is. Uh, before we get into the uh, setup for the next series against Atlanta, I need to give some love to the shirt I am wearing. Uh, it says Dome Sweet Dome on it. I know this is a podcast, so no one can see what shirt I'm wearing. But if you go to nationgear.ca, you go down to the right side, you click Blue Jays Nation, you will see this beautiful blue shirt. It's got a nice picture of Roger Skydome on it. It's got a nice red maple leaf. It's got the sweet vintage font that says Dome Sweet Dome. And you can rep the dome while the boys are not quite at the dome. And uh, the shirt's available online, nationgear.ca. A little collaboration we're doing with Viridian Global. Pick it up. If you do pick it up, tag us in some sweet pictures of you wearing it as well. It is a sharp looking shirt and we'll ship it to you in like one to two weeks as well. So that thing is coming in quick. Basically, just wait till the end of the Atlanta series. By the time the Jays are playing American League games again, you'll have your shirt. Uh, The Jays day off today on Thursday, but uh, tomorrow they're going to start a three game set against the Atlanta Braves. They are still in Dunedin. It's a run of 10 straight games, I believe, 10 straight games without a day off. Uh, What are you expecting here from from this three, three game series against Atlanta? The Braves are weird. They were not off to a good start at all this season. I remember it was just a few days ago they um, lost two games in one day to the Arizona Diamondbacks, one of which was a no-hitter in seven innings by Madison Bumgarner. And after that loss to – after that no-hitter, I guess, unofficial no-hitter, uh, they were 9-12, and 12, which is quite bad for a team that was one win away from going to the World Series last year. But since then, they've gone ahead and rattled off three consecutive wins against the Chicago Cubs, eight, seven, five, nothing and 10, nothing. And they play tonight. So they could be back over 500 if they complete the four game sweep of the Cubs. But yeah, the Braves, they're weird. They're, um, you know, their, their big strength last year was this amazing young pitching staff, but you've got uh, Max Fried is on the injured list right now. He had a bad start to the season. Uh, Sean Newcomb, another pitcher who's injured. Um, Mike Soroka injured. Canadian. Canadian. Yep. That's right. Calgarian too. Bird boy. Yes, he's a bird of yeah, boy. That's right. Interesting. Just like me. I really yeah. am just like Mike Soroka. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so many similarities there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We both like baseball. Uh, but yeah, it's but been where an it inch- begins and ends there. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Uh, the Braves, uh, in terms of offense this year, are 13th in batting average and second in team OPS. Um, Pitching-wise, they're 21st in whip and 10th in batting average against. So it's been a bit of an up-and-down year here for the Atlanta Braves, but anytime you have to go up against the likes of Ronald Acuna, it's, uh, one, going to be fun. Like, there's going to be a lot yeah. of talent on that baseball for field. Sure. And as a baseball fan, that's the first thing I'm taking away from it, is this could has a potential to be, like, a really fun series. Um, secondly, it, I I still get a little nervous about this Blue Jays team going up against a group like Atlanta because, like you mentioned, they were one win away 
from going to the World Series. This is a legitimate team here. This is a contender. Yeah, they're good. Um, but one thing that's positive for the Blue Jays is they're missing Atlanta's ace or de facto ace right now based on the injuries, Ian Anderson. And it looks, I've tried to figure it out. It's kind of hard to predict these things, but it looks like we're seeing um, house car, you know, a young guy who's been quite good. He has a two, nine, six ERA across six start or five starts. And then it gets a little bit better. It's um, Drew Smiley, who is apparently still pitching shocking. No idea. He was still in the league until I saw his name this morning. And Charlie Morton, our old friend from the Tampa Bay Rays, who is now putting together a ho-hum-ish mediocre season for the Braves. So that's not a terrible group of pitchers to go up against, given the fact it's Atlanta and they have a very good staff. But the problem is for the Blue Jays, the three guys who are going, it's Robbie Ray and the starter, and then who the fuck knows after that? Yeah, so we're like, because with no Ryu, this this would have been you know, one of his starts, we're going to get Ray. We're probably going to get another bullpen day. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Saturday looks like it'll be a bullpen day. Maybe they'll do uh, the, the Trent Thornton and um, what's his fucking name? Uh, Tommy Malone piggyback thing again. And then Sunday there's talk that Ross Stripling might be activated. So that's extremely exciting. Okay. <laughs> So that's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, it's not, it's not a good weekend for Blue Jays pitchers. They need a good start out of Ray. Uh, thankfully the bullpen will be rested because there's an off day today, but you know, Ray's got to put together a good start on Friday so that the uh, bullpen is not totally taxed for what will be a bullpen day on Saturday and probably Sunday. If Friday doesn't go well, granted we were wrong about this in terms of what to expect from the Nat series, but Friday feels like the one you got to win and then try to split the Saturday, Sunday. If they walk out of this with two out of three, I think I'd be ecstatic. I think that's like, I think that'd be a great series. Oh, if yeah. you can take two out of three from Atlanta, uh, your reaction, if they were able to take two out of three would be same thing. I'd be, I'd be thrilled. Like Atlanta, as we've said multiple times, despite what their record says, they're a good team. They're a strong roster. They're a yeah. contender taking two out of three from a team like that would be fantastic. Taking one out of three would be underwhelming, but it wouldn't be devastating. Uh, given the injuries at this point, given who they have starting, you really just want to avoid getting swept, I think, in this situation. Which is pretty it's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty depressing outlook, but I don't know. That's kind of just where I'm at. Yeah, I, I still have hope that with Springer in the lineup, the offense is going to be good enough to get them one. And you're hoping that life is just gonna be made easier by Robbie Ray pitching well, the offense coming through a little bit and you can win game one. Um, but still like I'm waiting for this offense to really start turning a corner and with Springer in the lineup, ready to go, no more excuses kind of. And I'll be interested to see if they can start turning that corner coming up this weekend against Atlanta. It's three against the Braves and then it is four against the A's and then they get three against the Astros before they, their next day off. So it will be a stretch. It's a, stretch. it's a very, very tough stretch. You're playing three really good teams. defining set of games here. Yeah, because I mean, right after you have to go play three against Atlanta again. So basically the first half of May is filled with playing a bunch of really good teams and one off day. This I, I like what you said that this does almost feel like it could be a, a season defining stretch. Oh, yeah, here. because even, if, even after that, it's, uh, you know, the Phillies, they're okay. Boston, who's still killing it. And then Tampa and the Yankees. That's like the whole month of May. If they, they can sink or swim here. If they come out of this winning 60% of these games at the end of the month, oh, we're going to be, the hype on this team will be legit. If oh, they yeah. only win 20% of these games, <laughs> we might need to start having some tough conversations here. 
Yeah. I mean, if they come out of May winning 20% of their games, then I think <laughs> we're going to start talking about the draft and we're going to start talking about how the Bisons are doing. <laughs> that would be depressing. Yeah, um, but I don't think it'll get there. Let's keep no. it positive. Vlad hit three home runs the other day. Holy shit. Yeah, we can Vlad's still make the world three series. three home runs every game for the rest At of the year. At least once a series. Yeah. You know, you know, 500 right. home runs this year. Fuck uh, <laughs> we'll be back to recap things on Sunday as the Blue Jays go up against Alex Anthopoulos' Atlanta Braves. That's right. Have a drink every single time Bucker oh, Pat yeah. mentioned, uh, mentioned Alex Anthopoulos. Oh yeah, it's going to be. Um, that's another thing to think about. There is if the Braves put together a good weekend, it's going to be an ugly week of discourse about the masterpiece that AA is building, yeah. shredding apart the disaster that the Cleveland boys have put together. Yeah. That's always fun. Also, my my favorite Pat Tabler thing going right now is how often when he's giving analysis on a player, he goes, "He's a ball player." Yeah, thanks, Pat. Like that's exactly what he is. He did. Yeah, they had, they had Puck and, Puck and Pat had some weird ones last night too. There was the uh, uh, Joe Panic fucked a play up, and he talked about losing the ball in the sun, despite the fact it was a ground ball. And it's like mm-hmm. I don't think that no, that's not what happened. Yeah, that one was weird. Um, in the first game, like I said, I heard Pat say three separate times that you know this guy's a ball player, and I was kind of like. You know, I'm not great at giving baseball analysis, but I, I would, if I was on a major league broadcast, I think I'd dig deeper than calling a guy a ball player, but I'm not here exactly to rip on the broadcast. I mean, and then I, I think I heard them refer to Marcus Semyon as George Springer at least twice. Or, Our lovable I broadcast George, duo. I think I heard a George Semyon in there too, but I mean, I, hey, nobody's perfect. I like Buck and Pat. They're very endearing, I find, but. That's that's what I was going to say. I During the regular season, I'm always like rolling my eyes like, oh, Buck and Pat, like classic Buck and Pat there. And then it comes to the playoffs and you have to deal with the national guys in the U.S. Oh. And I like throw my hands up and I go, give me Buck and Pat. This is bullshit. Yeah. I remember in 2015, it was Harold Reynolds. It was Fuck just impossible guy. to listen to. He wouldn't stop. Yeah, God, he wouldn't stop talking. He was just wanking on about Troy Tulowitzki's old glove. And then. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just the talking point every single time. Like the Blue Jays were in like a batting inning, and he was talking about Troy Tulowitzki's old glove. And it's like, why is this your talking point? And then he said that I will never forget watching the game or and listening when he goes like, you know, kids in Canada don't throw, don't grow up throwing a baseball. It's like, what the fuck are you talking like, about, man? Quite like a generalization to make. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're right. I've never thrown a ball once in my life. This is nope. reality. It's nope. too cold outside to do that. We don't even really understand what the Blue Jays are doing out there. We just get drunk and yell, which is actually somewhat true for me during Jays games. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's wrap this thing up because we got on off on a weird tangent there at the end. Uh, three Love games for, for the Jays against Atlanta. Cam, you enjoy those ball games. You enjoy the weekend. I'll talk to you again on Sunday. Okay, sounds good. That's wishes. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.